without a doubt We stand tall and proud We can't fall divided United we unbreakable The whole world gone crazy absurd Come together converse Of a cage bird radio Without a doubt We stand tall and proud We can't fall divided United we unbreakable The whole world gone crazy absurd Come together converse Of a cage bird radio Small town breeding grounds for hope That's why we fight for freedom all we need is some people, is love. All we need are some reasons. Small towns, breeding grounds for hope. That's why we fight for freedom. All we need is some people, is love. All we need is some reasons to trust. Cagebird Radio. We are back. Welcome. As always, we're going to start with our joys. So what is your joy? Oh, man. It's been a while since we've done this. So, uh, you know, honestly, a lot's been going on for both of us. But right now, some craziness just happened. And uh, I think that I'm trying to look at it in a positive way. I'm not going to get into what happened, um, but I now have some downtime and some me time. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to not be stressed during this downtime and me time because that's what usually happens is I get so caught up in what I should be doing. And I'm really trying to think of it as a positive thing mm-hmm. and just tell myself that this is a good time for me to catch up on what I want to be doing, what, you know, uh, on things that mean something to me. And so, yeah, my joy of the week is that I have time for me. Oh, that is so good though. You need that time for you, but that's really valuable. Sometimes the hardships get us, get us there, but it's valuable I'm like mine's kind of I'm kind of right there with you like I had just shittiest month ever and and then good things started happening and now I'm just like kind of trying to deal with those good things and the stress that those things bring so still on the stress train um but it's a good stress train yeah I man I have a new job that's crazy. I can't, it's, I, it feels so abstract. So that is the, my joy of the week is that I quit a job that I had been at since I was 17 and I got a new job, a great opportunity. And I'm so, and I'm so excited not to mention, I feel like the definition of a caged bird being set free for leaving my job because I can, I feel, I never realized how hindering my job was until I left it and I got to leave it. And I felt this freedom that I just didn't know was possible. Like I can do what I want to do now. I can be who I am and that's going to be okay. 
Yeah, I feel like when we're when we're in the middle of it all, we have such a hard time seeing through the the mud, basically. Well, and for a long time when I worked there, it was okay. And it was a really great experience. And it was almost like a perfect storm. Like everything happened at one time. There's the pandemic, which affected my job. There was change in management on almost every scale. Um, there was conflict between me and said changed management and there was cage bird radio and there was the, there, there's the political climate. And so it was all, it all happened at once. And I was like, I cannot work in this toxic environment with white Trump supporting men that do not care about me or value my voice. I can no longer work in a place that I know that if I said something like my life matters, black lives matter, that that would be uncomfortable. And so Cagebird Radio was like freeing my soul. I was watching what was happening in the world and having an outlet. And then I have this job that I'm no longer comfortable in. I don't have any advocates my rapport is gone because people don't respect a young woman of color and I demand respect. So how do I get out of that? Right. I needed to free my soul and the opportunities were given to me and you have to take them. It's all about, this is my advice to our listeners. I swear to you, it's all about who, you know, I got two interviews only solely from people that I knew and, and I got a new job and this new job, my two supervisors, my three supervisors, three supervisors are women of color. What? I was interviewed by two women of color. And so not only was I able to get out of my situation at the job I had been in for years and I had finally outgrown, but I was able to move forward to a company that was a better job financially and emotionally, and they value women and they value women of color. So I jumped from one spectrum to the next. And that is my joy because my soul feels free. I feel liberated. I can wear my black girl magic shirt to work. I can wear my nice fucking Africa earrings on Zoom and not feel like I'm being looked at. Like, isn't that Isn't that crazy that like, we just, <laughs> you really, this is like manifestation in itself, right? You start surrounding yourself with what you want your life to be like, and then it starts coming. It might not happen immediately, but it slowly starts happening once you start putting in the work. Like, I feel, I just feel so, I'm, I feel so blessed. And you're right. Like I, the pandemic and, and the world kind of s- sparked it, but Cagebird Radio gave a, gave me an outlet to manifest it. And now look at my life. I mean, a full-time job is a lot. I'm a little nervous about that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to work through it. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to find, find time when I can, um, you know, find time when I can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if it doesn't work out for some reason. It's not like you're, you're never stuck somewhere. You can I finally feel that. Right. I didn't feel that 
that was I never I didn't feel that I had been at a job since I was 17 and I'm about to be 25 Mm -hmm. I'm about to be 25 and I had been at this job since I was 17 and I did feel stuck for and you you know what a lot of it was money and benefit reasons they set me up where I could work part-time get paid benefits pretty good benefits paid time off and pay my bills like and that made it really hard to leave and I had to the biggest sacrifice I had to make that I have to make now is working full-time which could be a a could be a too big sacrifice for me we'll figure it out you know we'll see what that looks like but so worth it so worth it my mental I feel like my soul is free and and it Again, I I just, I never felt how much I was being hindered until I left. Well, we're told that for our whole lives that we're supposed to live in this system of like rigidity and we're supposed to take steps A, B, and C to get, you know, wherever. And so when you were getting the benefits, like you were just saying, like in your mind, you, you know, I do this to myself too. I I'm willing to take sacrifices for my own needs, my own mental health, my own relationships because I'm getting the pay or because they're in like some instances, it's because my bosses were kind or good people, you know, but in reality, what's really, when I go home at the end of the day, I feel like that's, that's the best way to sense how your job actually is. If you go home at the end of the day and you are mentally and physically drained, but you're still just thinking about work and can't stop, that means it's taking up your entire day, even when you're not there. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's just crazy because we don't actually think about that. And we don't value mental health. So it's, they don't put you in a place where you can be, where you can call into work and be honest and say, I'm having a really rough mental health day and and I'm, I'm going to have to stay home today. That's not acceptable. That should be fucking acceptable. There is no reason that I should have to lie and say, I'm sick. I have a cough. I have a cold. No, I should just be able to say, I'm, I need a mental health day and that needs to be okay. But society does not make that okay. That is right. a sh- extravagant problem. And you wonder why we struggle with mental health. No one cares about it. You can't talk about it without being stigmatized. There's. You can't talk about it and have people care either. Right. Exactly. I, care. It, it is. I think that I actually, for the first time this year, put on my application, they asked, do you have any medical history that would impair you from coming to work? And for the first time in my life, I wrote anxiety on there. Good. <laughs> Good. And, the, you know, it was interesting because I didn't, I didn't even think they were going to say anything about it. But she actually did. And she was like, um, you, you know, like, I've suffered with anxiety, too. Here's some steps that I've taken. You know, hopefully you can, you know, kind of do the same. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this lady's so nice, but she has no idea how debilitating this is for me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. And and the stigma is, again, the stigma is not even fair because we don't give people the proper help. So yeah. it, it's like sure yeah of course 
there's stigma behind that. But if you would normalize it Mm -hmm. and value it and help stop having cops show up to 5150 calls, have real, have a real system to help people with mental health, then we wouldn't be here. And I struggle with mental health. And and so you know what I do? Because I'm a really bad liar. So I would, whatever I, whenever I need a day at, at work, I'll say something like, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, I'm not saying I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, even though that's how it comes off, right? That's mm-hmm. kind of implied like a, like if I said, I don't feel good. Most of the time people are going to be like, oh, like what's wrong with your body? Yes, but that does. But it doesn't have to be that. So I'll. So I'm like focusing. I'm having a mental health day, and I, and then I'm focusing on how the hell to get out of it in a way that I'm not lying because I know it should be okay, but that I'm not going to be stigmatized or devalued or told to come to work. <laughs> especially, anyway. especially people who do not identify. I mean, okay, so men have their own stigma with it, right? But if you are feminine in any way, I feel like you cannot say that you have a mental health issue because it just gets like overlooked or you're looked at as you're dramatic or, you know, you just don't want to work or it's hormones or it's this. And it's, it's like, bro, <laughs> every, I feel like everyone needs to take a step back and like, these things are real. Mm-hmm. Real. And so anxiety is what I've realized is when you say you have anxiety, anxiety is so individualized. Mm-hmm. Like it can look different in so and in in, in in everyone it can look different, right? It could be something like not wanting to go to work for whatever reason, or it could be something like worrying all day long about what about something that you said wrong or the way someone perceived something and you're constant there's nothing you can do about it but you're constantly like that's at the top of your head you're talking about it you're thinking about it you're analyzing it like that's a form of anxiety uh, it could be yeah the um ocd and anxiety go hand in hand and the the thing that goes hand in hand with that right there is the repetition of intrusive thoughts and <laughs> For me, since my anxiety has gotten worse, that has been what's played a key factor in my anxiety. Like, all like waking up and just thinking, like, someone I love is gonna die today, and that just play like for no reason. My head's just like, that's you have to text everyone you love right now and oh wait but if you do that then you're putting it into the universe that's you know and it's just oh like bizarre the loop it's like a cir- it's like everything is it's like a ping pong ball inside a circle right yeah. so it's not like you're going from what it's it doesn't always go in a cycle either it's like this but you're always in that that circle of obsession yes ob- obsession right. hmm yeah right. Yeah. 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 My gosh. Like there are some days and that's why we haven't put out an episode because there, it has been a really tough month for me. And, and I, I, and usually we're kind of on the same page. And I think that that's why it happens like that. Like Mm -hmm. you start to realize where I'm at. So you'll check in on me, but you'll Mm -hmm. be like, I, I get it. And you don't put that pressure on me. 
And that's another thing that I love about Cage Bird Radio. And although I know how important it is to be consistent, and I'm not putting that down at all, but we are right now, as we're figuring out how to move forward with our dreams, mm-hmm. but we still have real life, like we are using this as an outlet. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is huge. Mm-hmm. And it, and for our listeners too, me just being like, you know, you want to know the real reason why we didn't put out an episode for two months? Let mm-hmm. me tell you. Because we had an awful two months. Honestly, and- ups and downs. We're in, the, <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic. We just had an election. Like, it's so, everything oh is so stressful right now. Right. So, you're right. Yeah, that's exactly and, why we didn't. But, but again, again, that, that's why Cage Bird Radio represents our freedom, yes. too. Right there. Oof. Being able to say, being able to say, I can't right now. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I wish that everything in life was like, like, imagine a world where you could just say, I can't right now. Why? I don't want to. My mini episode, I said that, like, it's funny, because my mini episode is, is, that is exactly what it is, is like, why? I just want to say, wait, pause. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not all the same. And I saw um, this thing, it's called the, they call it the spoon. I don't know if it was theory, the spoon something. I don't know. I saw it on, I saw it on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and they lay out all these spoons, like plastic spoons on the table. And they're like, for somebody without mental illness, it's as easy as taking a spoon for getting ready in the morning, a spoon for going to work, a spoon for, you know, just like very vague spoons. But for somebody with mental health issues, it's taking one spoon for literally getting out of bed, taking another spoon for getting in the shower, another spoon for making your coffee, another spoon. And so by the time you've gotten through the morning, your spoons are gone. But somebody without mental health issues they're they're they have spoons still Mm -hmm. and i thought Mm -hmm. i felt that yeah i feel that i feel that even just like as a mom which again is mental health like in Mm -hmm. so many in so many different oh god yeah we really i have some major obsessive thought and it's usually like worrying about something like money anxiety yeah Yeah, money anxiety time anxiety like it's all it's all in a circle oh why why does that person not like me or why did this conversation have to go that way constantly how can you function like that so then i'll say you know i'm can we just wait a minute Mm -hmm. take my time gather myself and then i would be 10 times more functioning instead of trying to function when i can't so then i become non-functioning way longer than is necessary seriously we don't um we're in a society though that is not proactive no we act after (laughs) and then look at the oh my gosh we could have we're not preventative like we could have prevented all these things here's all the signs leading up to this moment and we you look back and you're like oh I saw that, but I didn't do anything about it because Mm -hmm. 
in that moment, it wasn't that bad. And we wait until it gets that bad to take action on it. And yeah, I just... Which again goes on value, because if we valued mental health, then those little things would be acceptable, right? If we valued mental health, then you would be able to talk about those little things that lead up to that, what you're talking about, and work through them. Yes. But instead, we fill a jar. I'm drinking water. This is the jar. And, And we say, okay, you can't even have one more drop left. Let's talk about it now. Right. <laughs> and then the goes on the jar and it all spills over. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing, but like, because I feel it. Like I'm laughing because I've been there. Yeah. I've been there. I've been it, there. My glasses overflowed. It's like a relationship. Like th- these are things that we talk about in relationships with significant others, friends, whatever. But like, the, like we have to do this with ourselves. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Man, you know, I just got to say, I'm going to throw this out there. This is my, so next weekend is my one year since hospitalization. Man, do I feel so many feelings, (laughs) so many feelings about that. I, uh, and that's exactly what happened. It was little thing after little, over many months, and me just... No, I can push through it. No, I can keep working this job. No, I can keep up with lies. No, I I can just hide away. Oh, depression, it's fine. It'll be gone in a few days. Oh, anxiety, it's cool. I've dealt with it. And then it gets to the point where you you actually can't. You can't. No. So are you doing things differently this time around? Actually, yes. Wow. (laughs) I know it sometimes takes a big change in life to get your ball rolling. Um, which again is unfortunate that it takes that much, but it happened. I learned from it. And, um, just what we were talking about, that communication piece has been gold for me. And I, um, so I'm, I just read the four agreements. Have you ever read the four agreements? I I have never read it, but I'm very familiar with it. Yeah, so this is like, uh, it kind of gets a little bit with the the whole like talking about a God concept, but not like like Christian God or not, you know what I mean? Like self-help books kind of get into that. So I kind of, but anyway, the, it's just these four agreements like are so valuable and okay. So the first one is be impeccable with your word, speak with integrity, say only what you mean. And like, I, I went through life without, without doing that. Cause mm-hmm. if you say what you mean, then there's a fear that people will judge you for your thought. And those are your real thoughts, you know? <laughs> so you're letting your real thoughts out there and then uh, don't take anything personally. Um, don't make assumptions and always do your best. And the don't take anything personally is really hard for me. Yeah. I take everything personal. Like, so, and it's even when I don't do something wrong, when I get, I take it all personal. Mm-hmm. What was the first one? Can, Be impeccable with your word. Yeah. We so were ta- So you were talking about like your inner thoughts. So I've been working on that myself too, just because it's so easy to just like 
get comfortable telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. Or doing the same thing over and over and over again and never, never breaking through your own wall. That stop you. That's stopping you from saying things that people need to know. Right. That those. And so what I have been doing in my own life is writing it down. Mm. I have a, in my, in my Apple notes, I, I'm feeling a whole swarm of emotions mm-hmm. and I've been just writing it out mm. and it feels fucking good. And then I can decide I, when you write it out, then you can decide, okay, if I'm having a problem with this person and, and I need to write this out because this is, this is what needs to be said. When you're able to write it out like that, then, then you have something to give to them too, mm-hmm. when you're ready. Right. So, and you can read it and you can obsess about it and that's okay. But like, getting that out it's happened two times that it's really just like changed change my mental I feel like I took my glass and I and I poured a little out mm-hmm. um and they're like the and you I don't know if I would suggest sharing it with someone else but for me it helped me at least articulate the right things to say mm-hmm. because those raw thoughts like I'm not putting a filter when I'm writing it down it's like you want to know how I really feel I need and then I start to realize how I really feel because Mm -hmm. I'm not stopping those thoughts Mm -hmm. does that make sense oh a hundred percent yeah we stop our thoughts all the time because we think we should and that's the should that we do not need to be using but we should be thinking a certain way we should be acting a certain way or that other person should be doing whatever it is mm-hmm. no shoulds no sh- that's another thing that that i'm working on too is the shoulds um i'm sorry is what i work on and try to say thank you instead i'm sorry that instead of saying something like i'm sorry i was overwhelming today say thank you for working through that with Mm. me or thank you for being understanding right instead of apologizing for your that's a that's a natural mental health thing too you're apologizing for your own mental health instead of just being thankful that someone helped you work through it or didn't right I feel like that's such an odd concept to even like think about because saying sorry is so comfortable because it kind of puts you in the the victim almost like you're victimizing yourself internally I feel like when I say sorry like that then I'm because I'm already feeling bad about something that I did and instead of just you're shaming yourself yes yes and most of the time it's because of a mental health right yeah I'm sorry I'm right exactly that pull right back to anxiety because I you know sometimes if you don't know what to eat something like that can be anxiety or right and saying oh sorry i can't figure it out yeah no thank you for working for figuring this out with me i'm glad we have food and so, yeah. and then that takes that pressure off yourself too it you got to be nice to yourself mm. that's like you have to give i just told one of my good friends advice that everybody should take everybody should know was that you have to give yourself the love and patience that you give to other people And so how I, here's my unsolicited advice, how I think is a good way to do that 
is conscious thought. It's one of, I always go to conscious thought and it's not easy. It's one of the hardest things to do, but I, I swear it works. So if you're, you know, saying like, I fucked up, I'm bummed, like, and stop yourself and look at that decision that you made and look at it as it's if someone you love did it mm-hmm. and see how you're going to respond to them. Mm-hmm. And it, I guarantee you that response to yourself, that response to another person that you love is going to be patient and kind. But when you do it to yourself, it's not. And that, again, is a mental health thing, being too hard on yourself. It's society also. Because we, I mean, that's the overtone of mental health, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is society. Um, but just give yourself that love and patience that you give other people, that you give other people. And this one woman in particular, who my friend that I was telling, gives so much. She gives so much. She is so patient and so loving and so understanding, just like a ride or die kind of chick. And then I'm seeing her do that. And I'm like, you deserve to just give your love to yourself for a minute. It's okay to be selfish sometimes too. Like if you need to like take a breath, but society doesn't let you, which is, and now I'm going in a circle because society doesn't let you take a breath. This is why we're going to just get land and have our own community and um, we'll all live like happy, free hippies. There will still be problems because we're human, we're mankind. Well, yeah, but we can run a true democracy. We can do it better than our government. Oh, 100%. 100%. We're all invite only, by the way, may I add? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Of course, every everyone has their problems, but when you've set everybody up for failure, that is the expectation. Yep. Yep. Let's set each other up for success. I really feel like Loving yourself is a big part of being successful. What is something that you do to like, that is self-love? Because I I have a hard time, honestly, with like self-love, self-care. I know that I like talk about it all the time, but I struggle with it. I'm right there with you. So uh, (laughs) I don't, I guess that might be a question for our listeners. Yeah. Please. What's your what's your form of self-love? Help us out. Yeah, I mean, like right off the top of my head, I think like bath, right? Like taking mm-hmm. a bath. And I did this mm-hmm. not too long ago. I like filled a bath up and I put some rose petals in it for myself. Yes. <laughs> but, the, dude, I can't even take a bath without getting anxious and anal about my bath like i need a perfect bath in order to relax my bath is not perfect it's too tall for my long ass the drain like still even when it's flipped up to stop it from draining still drains for some reason so as i'm sitting in quiet i can hear the bathtub draining so annoying distracting as fuck not Mm -hmm. nope zero out of ten And then our cat litter boxes are in that bathroom. So before I even take a bath, I have to take the goddamn cat litter boxes out, 
and then sweep and then wipe everything down because I don't want it to smell like cat litter. <sighs> that's stressful. I'm supposed to do self-care. That's stressful as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even, but, okay. Self-care can come in a lot of different forms. Setting boundaries is self-care. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I've really been working on. Mm-hmm. As you know, I've been telling people to lower their expectations of me. And people don't like when you say that because they're like, oh, you're fabulous. But I'm like, I don't want to have to always be fabulous. I don't want to always have to be what you know me to be. And so that's a form of self-care too. So don't, don't, it doesn't always have to be something that you have to go out of your way and do physically. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just changing those, that conscious thought. Mm-hmm. You know what? I got an argument with someone. And I needed to set a boundary. And if my boundary pisses other people off, that's not my fault. Like sometimes it's okay to say, no, mm-hmm. I cannot do this right now. It's I cannot be okay who you want that. me to be. I cannot be who you need me to be right now. Mm-hmm. And when you're honest with yourself in that way, then you can be honest to other people. And then, so just lower your expectations of others, but not in a bad way. Right. I'm having a hard time expressing like it's not in a bad way that I'm asking you to lower your expectations. It's that I need you to let me have a wave, Mm -hmm. which is natural. But I need you to let me set boundaries when I'm having those waves and that needs to be okay. So that's a form of self-love that I think I have been working on in the last couple months. It's a process. It's it's a whole Mm -hmm. process. And I don't it prob- it's, it's a never ending. Exactly. I was just going to say, I don't think there's ever an end to this process, but I think that, I mean, just in the amount of time that I've been working on myself, I think that some of those things come more naturally and get a little bit easier and you don't feel as much guilt for doing what you actually want to do or want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be yourself unapologetically. Yes. Yeah. That's hard because you usually will say sorry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we got to stop saying sorry. And um, instead of shutting ourselves, use other words. Like I've been trying to use want instead of I want or I should work out, which I haven't done in a while. I want to work out, right? Or I don't. Mm. <laughs> so why do I choose? Because I'm trying to just love myself. And What you're talking about is conscious thought. You're, you're having, you might say, I need to work out. But then what are you doing? You're stopping that thought and you're redirecting your mind. Mm-hmm. That's conscious thought. You're doing, you're doing it already. That's, and that's exactly what I think. When we're able to conscious think, we're able to take pressure off ourselves. Mm-hmm. because when you just like they say fake it till you make it right mm-hmm. it's it's that it's like maybe you don't always feel like you want to work out mm-hmm. or maybe you but when you are changing your thought process it helps it kind of it's like it trickles down mm-hmm. and it doesn't trickle down immediately either you have to do it consistently yeah yes <laughs> always always working um, i love caged bird radio me too. This has been really good. I think it's been good to get back and 
talk about like what we're really going through right now. I know there's so much going on in the world that we could be talking about, but we wanted to really talk about what's going on with us and see if we can reach out to anyone else that might be going through the same kind of stuff and feel in the same kind of ways. And we, we benefit from each other. This is our community. Absolutely. And I think this episode actually turned into um, giving our artists audience a lot of different coping skills and mechanisms Mm -hmm. so don't be shy to rewind and listen to some of the stuff we talked about and and try it try it if you're struggling and be kind to yourself yeah I think that's kind of how I want to actually end today is um just by giving another kind of coping skill um that might be helpful um this is a long one. So it's not something that anybody can just do quickly, like in the car or whatever. But I think just talking about all of this mental health um, has brought me back to something that I did for myself only one time. I probably need to do it again. But man, when I did it, the emotions and the let go that I got from that experience. So I highly recommend at some point, writing yourself a forgiveness letter have you ever done that i have not so for me my forgiveness letter was just expressing to myself like how sorry even and it is truly like i am sorry for not being um easier on myself during hard times in life and i'm you know just kind of going back through life like starting at a young age um And just what I would have, what I would have liked to have done for myself that I couldn't have done. Um, I think that that's very helpful, especially when we put it into that different perspective, like you said, of a friend that you're looking at. But instead, we're Mm -hmm. looking at ourselves as as a younger child. Like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I couldn't give you what you needed or that people did certain things to you or you know, that kind of stuff and just getting it all out because you are in reality, this is truly forgiving. Forgiving, saying sorry to yourself is very different than saying sorry to other people for your mental health. Saying sorry to yourself is, is giving yourself that understanding and care that you would give other people. Yes. Yes. I have not done that. It kind of sounds scary and emotional and, um, it is. It is. And, yeah. But once you start that um, process of what a lot of people call like shadow work, um, it's really acknowledging that past and what has happened and how, because we have to be able to address our past and look at it through different lenses now. Um, because if we don't, then we stay stuck in how we have always been perceiving it, um, which oftentimes for me comes back to being a victim. I don't want to be a victim anymore. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's that for, uh, for some self-care. Hopefully it's, it is scary and emotional, but um, I, I really would love, love, love to hear from anyone um, about any self-care, self-love that they do. Um, we need ideas. Like we're not just out here like, Oh, we're, we're the greatest. Cause we talk about it all. And like, we know all these things like, no, like, please, this is how we get ideas and 
coping skills and are able to share them with other people because we talk about it. That's Mm -hmm. how things work. You got to talk about it. So please, anything you guys have. um, And also when we put this episode out, our Instagram should be up and running. Um, I'm going to make sure that I put out poster too. Uh, So add us on Instagram, Cagebird Radio. It's all lowercase, I think. And there's no, there's no spaces or dots or anything. It's just Cagebird Radio. So, Stay tuned. Follow us. And-